0: What's going on guys? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Round Table Podcast brought to you by the Pulse. Podcasting Network and your boy Matt Bruning. It is a very late edition of the Fantasy Roundtable. Uh, Had some stuff going on today, guys. Still working on trying to get my equipment set up so that we can bring in Mr. Dennis Bennett on Monday, which kind of ate up a lot of my time today. So not a long podcast today. Not really a lot to talk about except for obviously the four games going down this weekend. Quite possibly the best weekend in the NFL for games on two Saturday, two Sunday. We get two days full of football. The last two days full of football for the NFL season. Eight teams Still left in this little tournament here. And uh, I think all eight teams are really good. All eight teams could end up winning the Super Bowl. At least that's my opinion. I think all eight of these teams, while they have some strengths and weaknesses, uh, I think that all eight of these guys could easily end up in the Super Bowl. uh, And I would not be disappointed if any of these teams made it in. I am uh, really liking the way these matchups are uh, shaping up here for the NFL playoffs and the uh, divisional round. It is uh, definitely... I think going to be four great games starting tomorrow and then obviously finishing up on Sunday. We eating all day, bro. I'm hitting you every time. Every time you come as well, I'm going to hit you. Alright, so let's just jump right in. Like I said, not going to be a long podcast today. We're literally just going to knock out these four games uh, and let you guys get to it. This is obviously probably not going to drop until really early Saturday morning. So give you something to listen to while you're doing your honey-do list or out doing your early morning stuff before the games start this afternoon. The first one is... Very interesting matchup in my opinion between the Indianapolis Colts and the Kansas City Chiefs. So Kansas City being given the 74% chance to win this game and they are 5.5 favorites. For the Colts, I think it's going to come down to this offensive line and Andrew Luck. We talked about it last week. I picked the Colts to win. They obviously came through for me there, beating up on the Texans. I told you guys to start Andrew Luck, start T.Y. Hilton, start Eric Ebron in your playoff challenges. Hopefully, you guys did, and if you guys started Marlon Mack and you guys get the double-up points, well... Damn, I'm happy for you because Marlon Mack came through big time in that first matchup. And I think he's going to have a pretty good game here. I think all of those guys are worthy of playing. Um, If it is a one-and-done situation, this might be the chance to use the Colts if you didn't use them last week as there is obviously a very realistic shot that they do not win this game against the Chiefs. For the Chiefs, obviously, you're going Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and Damian Williams. What is going to be interesting to me is what will Spencer Ware do? He is still technically on the injury report, listed as questionable. However, this is the first time that he's been listed as questionable. For the most part, he has been doubtful or out-out every single week which leads me to believe that he is going to get some run in this game going to be very interesting to see how well they use him especially if they end up beating indianapolis and moving on if he's going to eat into Damian williams carries and everything there are a lot of people around the industry who believe that Damian williams cannot be a full four down or three down back um, i'm not sure i technically or really believe them or stand on that uh Stand on that side with them, especially with what he's done over the past few weeks. And I really don't think that Spencer Ware is that guy either. I mean, Spencer Ware used to be a fullback. So I don't think that he's the guy who's going to be catching you a ton of balls and doing uh, some of the things that Damian Williams has shown that he can do. I'm really intrigued in this game because I do think that uh, both teams can score at will offensively, which is crazy to say when you look at who Andrew Luck has catching the ball uh, you know, T.Y. Hilton, obviously a stud. So is Eric Ebron. But then you have Dontrell Inman, Zach Pascal, Chester Rogers, Dory's Fountain. I mean, these guys are not household names. And honestly, probably, and in my opinion, not very good football players. I mean, Trell Inman has been a revelation since coming to India. Obviously, excuse me. Uh, he has been awesome, obviously, before that. Oh, my goodness, I need to cough so badly. <clears throat> and uh, But has definitely turned around and looked very good so far this year since joining the Indianapolis Colts. I don't understand how Andrew Luck keeps doing it, but he does keep doing it. I do think he has a chance to do that in this game. I actually think Naheem Hines is going to have a very good game as well, especially if the Colts start to get behind or this really becomes a shootout. I expect him to be on the field when they're using their hurry-up offense to keep pace with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, However... Contrary to that, I think that the best way for Indianapolis to win this game is keeping Patrick Mahomes and them on the sideline. I understand that Patrick Mahomes can literally put up a touchdown in about 5 seconds. Uh, all he has to do is throw a huge bomb to Tyreek Hill and game could be tied. They could take the lead, whatever. Uh, obviously, that is very realistic with those guys. Patrick, Mc- Patrick Mahomes can throw the ball almost the entire length of the field. All that being said, it's obviously going to come down to the defenses, and I trust Indy's defense more. I am picking Indy with the upstate, upset here to continue, unfortunately, this horrible trend for the Kansas City Chiefs here in losing uh, their last four against the Colts in the playoffs and continually and going to now 0-10 in the playoffs in their last 10 matchups. One last thing before I move off of this game uh, and something that I'm going to be watching for is can Patrick Mahomes, I do think that he has the best shot to do this, beat the record for the first playoff appearance uh, for a player, how many yards they throw. So I guarantee you this will come as a shock to many who the player is, the first quarterback or quarterback in their first playoff appearance uh, holds the record for most passing yards. It's not someone I can almost guarantee you anybody would think of. I remember the guy because I remember watching the game. I remember, don't remember exactly who the player was he threw the ball to, but they were down by two, just needed a field goal to win it. There was about 13 seconds left on the clock. He drops back, uh, throws the ball down the middle of the field. It might have been to Kellen Winslow Jr. I can't remember. While Dennis Northcutt was wide open on the sideline, if he hits Northcutt, Northcutt steps out of bounds. They have a chance to kick the field goal and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in their first playoff appearance since becoming a franchise again. That would be Kelly Holcomb of the Cleveland Browns all the way back in 1993. He holds the record still for most passing yards in a first playoff appearance, and it's 429 yards. Obviously, in all, I don't think that Patrick Mahomes is going to do that against this Indianapolis defense, but definitely someone who has the ability to with what we've seen him do this year. Just wanted to throw that out there. Honestly, also because it's it's Kelly Holcomb and it's the Cleveland Browns, baby. And that's my guys. Anyways, moving on to the next game. And in my opinion is going to be the second best game of the weekend. I'm really intrigued in this one. And, and honestly, going back and forth the past couple days on who I should pick in this one. The Dallas Cowboys and the Los Angeles Rams. So Los Angeles being given the 78% chance to win this game. And they are 7 point favorites. I know Vegas is almost always right. I don't see this, and and this one is completely blown me away with this line here. I just don't see the Rams winning by a touchdown. I really don't. I think this is going to be a very good game. For starters, there's been a lot of talk about the fans in this game. So, Dallas, in their offseason trains out there in California, there is a huge following for the Cowboys in California. And in all honesty, not just in California, all over the country. There's a lot of teams, I wouldn't even say a lot of teams, there's a handful of teams that not only travel well, but they have fans all over the country because they are storied franchises. The Dallas Cowboys, the Green Bay Packers, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Any game you go to, no matter where you are in the country, there is going to be tons of these fans at the game because they travel well and they just have pockets of them everywhere all over all over the country again because of the storied franchises that they are. I think that Dallas Cowboys fans are going to come out in this one. Now, I did read earlier, uh, I think it was yesterday, there was a, there was some stuff come, going out about this that the Los Angeles Rams were putting out that they felt, felt it was going to be about 30% Cowboys fans that were buying up tickets, and the rest of it was going to be uh, Rams fans. I'm really interested to see if that's actually true or not or if it's going to be 50-50 or maybe even more Cowboys fans. Regardless, uh, I think that is going to help the Cowboys a little bit. I do think that one of the biggest reasons they've been much better at home than on the road is because they get that crowd crowd behind them, get Zeke going, uh, and they just are able to run over people. And that is going to be the key for them winning this game. Los Angeles is giving up over 5 yards of carry. They are by far the worst defense against the run in the league. And guess what? They're going up against, at least in my opinion, the best running back in the game right now. You can argue, you can throw Saquon at me, you can throw Todd Gurley at me. I'm still telling you it's Zeke. Everybody wanted to talk about how Zeke couldn't catch passes and everything. Dude caught over 70 balls this year. Yeah, you're right. His first year in the league, he didn't do anything. Second year in the league, Commissioner Goodell decided to assert his power and pretty much knocked Zeke out for that entire season. I know he played for a lot of games, but he clearly Had that stuff weighing on him. He talked about it, not knowing if he was going to play this week or if he was going to be able to play next week, and it affected his preparation. Now, maybe that is on him a little bit. I can't disagree with you on that fact. He should have been able to prepare and get ready for a game anyways, Um, but I've also never been in that situation to, to tell you how much that affects a person. What he has been able to do this year in number one... Teams knowing that he is going to get the ball pretty much every down, and yet they still have not been able to stop him. He's led, the obviously, the NFL in rushing yards this year. Uh, I know a lot of people talking about, well, Todd Gurley missed a couple of games. He still had... 183 yards on Todd Gurley. He didn't play week 17. I understand that Gurley missed a couple weeks there as well. But 183 yards while Gurley has proven he can do that in a game. I don't know if he would have. Maybe he'd have gotten 100 or maybe 100 again in another game. But again, Zeke sat out as well. I think Zeke was winning that anyway. Zeke has been a baller all season long. Again, that is where they're going to have to lean on him to win this game. The offensive line is going to be the key in this one going up against Aaron Donald, likely going to be him matched up against Connor Williams more often than not. That worries me a little bit. Uh, While I do think Connor Williams has been improving, he's obviously going to struggle, I think, going up against Donald. Where I think that's going to help the Cowboys, though, is their tight end play is not great. So I imagine they're going to keep the tight ends to chip him or help block him, give Dak just a little bit more time or allow Zeke to kind of squeak out out there and uh, get some passes, obviously, and do work. Amari Cooper I think has a decent matchup against Peters and Talib. I think both of those guys are beatable for Cooper. I do think they're going to need to get Cooper involved in the game early though. It does seem, at least in my opinion, that when Amari Cooper isn't involved in the game plan early, he tends to shut down as the game goes on and is just not quite as good as when he is fed the ball early and often. He seems to stay into it and intrigue throughout the entire game. For the Rams, obviously they're going to have to lean on Todd Gurley. I just don't think Todd Gurley is going to be able to do a lot against this defense. This Dallas defense has been underrated all year. Everybody started talking about it last week when they shut down the best rushing attack in the game with the Seattle Seahawks released the team with the most rushes. They shut that shit down. Which makes me think that their linebackers and that defensive line are going to be able to get to Gurley slow him down, making the Rams rely on Jared Goff to beat them. So bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. I think it will. Uh, I really do think that they are going to be able to get after Goff as well when they're blitzing in there uh, and be able to shut him down enough for the Cowboys to actually pull off the upset as well. Um, obviously, they're going to have to get to golf, and those corners are going to have to play good against Cooks and Woods. I think Cooks will be the difference maker if the Rams are able to pull off the win. I think they'll be able to get to Woods here in this one. Um, but I just think that the defense is that much better for Dallas, and the offense is not that much different. Even though Jared Goff can not light it up where I don't think Dak quite has that ability, uh, I would take Zeke right now over Gurley in that offensive line over the Rams' offensive line. And again I think the the advantage for the Cowboys offensive line and rushing attack is the fact that it seems like the Rams defense, for the most part, plays uh, almost in a—they pin their ears back and come straight after the quarterback, which will allow Dak to dump the ball off, and those guys a lot of times do not pay any attention to the running back. So if Zeke can can get out into the flat, catch the ball, and make some moves, all he's got to do most of the time beat one linebacker or, or maybe a cornerback or safety, and then he's getting you 10, 12, 15 yards, getting first downs, eating up clock. That is how they are going to win this game. For the Cowboys, uh, same thing. I think if you're doing a one-and-done challenge, if you didn't use Zeke last week or Amari Cooper, this is the week to use them. I think both of them are going to have good games. I actually think you can use Dak in this game as well, and he should be able to get you some points. If you did the double-up challenge uh, like the NFL ones like I do, and uh, you put... Uh, Zeke in there, or Mark Cooper, Dak, any of those guys last week, you know, good for you. I did pick them, obviously, to beat Seattle as well. Um, And I do, again, I have them beating the Rams, so you could get at least three games out of these guys. For the Rams side, if you use Todd Gurley last week in the double up, obviously you've got him this week. You're hoping that the Rams uh, do end up winning this game like they should. uh, And I am wrong about picking the Cowboys. If it's a one-week thing, I think you can use, again, um, I think you can use Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, Brandon Cooks, and Robert Woods. And I actually think Gerald Everett could be a sleeper here at tight end. The one weakness I think that the Cowboys have on defense is is the tight end position. I like Keith. Uh, he's a good safety, but he struggles at times covering the tight end, and that is who will be on the tight end more often than not, obviously. Uh, so I think if he ends up on the tight end or when he ends up on the tight end, if Gerald Everett is out there, because they do tend to switch back and forth between him and Higby, but when Gerald Everett is out there, I like him to be able to put up some points. Moving on into the Sunday games, and the first game of Sunday is obviously the game I am the most excited about. I think it's going to be the best matchup of the weekend. The Los Angeles Chargers and the New England Patriots. So the Patriots, obviously at home, are being given the 65% chance to win this game, and they are four-point favorites. This is going to be, I think, the best game because... The uh, Phillip Rivers has not been able to get by Tom Brady. That has been his biggest hurdle in the playoffs. He is actually the quarterback now with the most playoff appearances that has not made a Super Bowl. And I'm hoping that this is going to change it. And this is rough. And for me, my mind is telling me that I can't pick the Chargers here because rarely do we see three road teams win in the divisional round, but I'm telling you right now, I'm taking the Chargers, and I do think that's going to happen. We're going to be shocked this weekend when at least three, we'll see what I talk about in the fourth game there, uh, at least three road teams are going to win this week, but I just cannot pick the New England Patriots in this one. Los Angeles has by far the better all-around team. The only thing that the New England Patriots, in my opinion right now, have better than the Los Angeles Chargers is the coaching. And I love, I love Anthony Lynn, their head coach. I think he's a phenomenal head coach doing a great job. But Belichick is the GOAT. So let's get into it. For the Los Angeles Chargers, I think... If they continue to play the way they did last week on defense with the uh, all those DBs out there on the field playing in the linebacker spot, they had DBs coming down and playing in the defensive end slot in that one. I think that they're going to win because they know where Tom Brady is going to be. What made last week's matchup so difficult is Lamar Jackson can move around, get out of the pocket, and make them come looking for him. In this one, Tom Brady ain't going anywhere. All they have to do is... You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. That's right. All they've got to do is lock it up. Play lockdown defense, and I think that they're going to get the win here. Because, well, the Chargers have the better offensive weapons and the better defense. I would actually go back and argue the point I made earlier that the only thing they have better than the Chargers is a head coach. Tom Brady may still technically be better than Phillip Rivers, uh, but I'm just going to trust Phil in this one to come through, make the big play when needed, when he hasn't been able to do it in the past to finally get over the GOAT and Bill Belichick. As I said earlier, I'm taking the Chargers in this one. As for the Chargers, I think, again, I would not play Phillip Rivers. I still wouldn't trust him. I do think that he'll have a decent game here, but I'm just not sure about him going forward. Melvin Gordon, Keenan Allen are great plays for me. Um, And then, obviously, Mike Williams as well, I think, could be a good play. For the Patriots side here, Teflon Tommy, Sony, Michelle, Julian Edelman, that's it. Can't trust Gronk, can't trust Chris Hogan. Uh, James White, because it, James, it's a playoffs, baby. It's all James White knows how to do is win in the playoffs. So I would definitely play him as well. Last but not least, the last game on the weekend. The Philadelphia Eagles going up against the New Orleans Saints. The Saints being given the 80% chance to win this game, and they are 8-point favorites. For the Eagles... I honestly don't think they have a chance to win this one. And I know that's crazy. Talking talking insane nonsense against St. Nick here. Uh, Nick Foles has had a huge run. Great run, and in all honesty, if he ends up winning this game, I think there's going to be a very serious discussion about what to do between Nick Foles and Carson Wentz. I still firmly stand in the Carson Wentz bandwagon. I do think that Carson Wentz is a great quarterback. We have not really been given a chance to see what he could do in the playoffs with this team. That being said, Nick Foles looks amazing with these guys and with this team, In the playoffs, I think a lot of it comes from the fact that Nick Foles just gets the ball out when it needs to go, doesn't try to extend plays, gets rid of the ball when he needs to, whereas Carson Wentz will hold on to the ball and try to make a play. That's, in all honesty, why he's kind of gotten hurt because he's taken the big hits. I don't think that they'll trade Carson Wentz, even though there has been a lot of talk about that. But I do think, regardless of if the Eagles win or lose this game, the Eagles will pick up Nick Foles' player option next year, which I know is $20 million and may seem crazy. But I think they're going to do it so they can end up trading him in the offseason. I don't think that when they do it, everybody I know everybody's going to panic and be like, oh no, they're getting ready to trade Carson Wentz. It's not going to happen. Uh, but I do think that is going to happen. For the Eagles, this matchup is going to come down to the passing game for me. Uh, the Saints still one of the best teams against the run. And well, the Eagles don't do anything on the run so or in the running game. They're going to rely on Darren Sproles, obviously, yet again, who's been a baller. Wendell Smallwood has uh, definitely stepped up here lately. Josh Adams has kind of disappeared, which has been a little bit disappointing. They're going to have to rely on Nick Foles and these wide receivers to do something. Obviously, Alshon Jeffrey has been balling ever since Nick Foles took over at quarterback, so I think you can play him fairly well. I think he's going to have a good game here for the Saints side of things they are going to have to rely on the pass as well because this run defense for Philly is very good. I don't expect Alvin Kamara or Mark Ingram to have huge games on the ground, but I do expect Alvin Kamara to do great in the receiving game. Drew Brees will hit him. I don't think that the linebackers here in Philly... You know, Nigel Bradham, Nate Jerry, Jordan Hicks, Leroy Reynolds. I don't see these guys. Kruger, I don't see these guys being able to keep up with Kamara at all. I expect Kamara to have a huge game here. Teddy Ginn and Michael Thomas as well. Again, I think this is going to be, in all honesty, kind of a high-scoring game. I expect it to be the high-scoring game of the week. Nope, nope, I take that back. I almost got that out. Not going to happen. The Colts-Chiefs is likely going to be the highest scoring matchup of the weekend. This will be the second highest scoring matchup. I expect this to be like a 31-28 game. The Eagles are going to stay in this, I think, the entire game. I do think that they have a little bit of a revenge game narrative on their mind to try and get back at the Saints for supposedly running up the score, though I'm firmly in the camp of... You know, you're a professional football player. If you don't want them to run up the score, maybe try stopping them from getting in the end zone. You know, that's a novel concept, I know. But maybe you should try it. Uh, So, But they are using that as motivation, it seems. uh, And I do expect them to come out, play the Saints tough, but the Saints come away with the victory. Getting back... To the playoff challenges, for the Eagles, I do think Alshon Jeffrey is still a great play as long as Nick Foles is in there. I expect Zach Ertz to bounce back this week, have a very good game. For the running backs, I think you've got to go Sproles here. He's the only one I would trust just based on the volume he'll get in the receiving game. I can't trust Wendell Smallwood and I can't trust Josh Adams. Uh, And if you want to play St. Nick, go ahead. He's going to have to throw the ball to stay in this For the Saints, obviously you're playing Drew Brees. He is looking to get at second Super Bowl ring and really secure himself not only as a Hall of Famer, but in that top echelon group of quarterbacks. Uh, Personally, I think he's a Hall of Famer and in there anyways, but that second ring will really kind of notch that and and lock that in for other people who maybe necessarily don't quite believe in him. For the running backs, I think Alvin Kamara is a great play. You could play Mark Ingram if you're desperate or looking for a guy who might score a couple easy rushing times. Touchdowns if they get down there close to the goal line, but I think Alvin Kamara is the play there. And for the wide receivers, again, I think Michael Thomas and Teddy Ballgame, Ted Ginn, are going to have huge games in this one. And again, I'm taking the Saints, the only home team I think that is going to win this weekend. I'm probably going to be wrong about that, uh, but that's the only home team I have winning. I have three upsets on the road in the other three games. So that is going to do it for me, guys, for today on the Fantasy Roundtable Podcast. Before I wrap it up, I want to give a huge shout-out to my guy in the Pulse Podcasting Network as well, Mr. Brendan Nunez, you can follow him at NBA underscore distributor on uh, Twitter. Dude hooked me up with a new logo for the podcast, and I absolutely love it. It is legit. Yes, that's a Baker Mayfield jersey in the background. Get over it, because I love me some Baker the Touchdown Maker. The Bake Show. Kid is awesome, and I'm going to love him forever, you know? Uh, he's my guy. But anyways, I just want to give a huge shout out to him. He was awesome. Worked with me through the entire process. You know, I just gave him a small idea. I, I didn't even tell him to do anything like what it looks like. Uh, and he took it and ran with it. Came back with this. Showed me different proofs. Was like, hey, we can go this way. We can go that way. What are you thinking? Walked me through everything. Talked to me through the entire process. It was awesome. I really appreciate the time and effort that he put into this. I think it looks awesome. Awesome. I'm super excited to use that now as my logo going forward for the podcast. Um, And again, I just want to shout out to him. If you have something like that, you know, a Twitter profile picture you want done, podcast, anything, any kind of logo, hit him up on Twitter. Jump in his DMs. Let him know I sent you and that uh, he'll hook you guys up and take care of you. I'm telling you he's awesome, does a great job, and he deserves the shout out, dude. Is legit, uh, and again, a nice, nice little partner and friend I've met through the Pulse Podcasting Network. Those guys have been awesome. Download the app, guys. They have an app now, the Pulse Podcasting Network app. Look it up, iTunes in your Android store. Download it. It gives you notifications when any of our podcasts go live, uh, and including when we put episodes up on there. They've got everything: NFL, NBA teams. Working on getting MLB teams. They've got. video game channel wrestling talk they talk about real wrestling pro wrestling you know maybe it's all real who knows but they talk about everything on there this podcasting network is just branching out getting bigger and bigger every day get the app jump on there and, and check out all these other great podcasts that they are putting out there it's been phenomenal working with these guys on top of that Give them a rate and review in the App Store if you get a chance. Help us boost our notoriety. I'd appreciate that. And give me a rate and review on iTunes as well. I'd really appreciate that. Again, uh, the more you guys help me out, the more I can do some stuff for you. We're already putting in some works uh, for some certain giveaways and everything when we start getting uh, into the offseason, maybe something around the NFL draft. Um, and then, in all honesty, I'm just going to talk about it now, but we'll address it as this. Uh, the season gets going, uh, or the off season gets going. But once we cl- get closer to the NFL season, I personally am going to be doing a couple things. I've already had a few. Uh, fans of the show reach out uh, and I've already told them I am going to be putting together a listener league for next year. I uh, haven't decided exactly on how many teams yet. I've already got about 9 people interested um, so I'm not sure what I'm doing. I might do a 12 teamer, I might do a 14 teamer. it'll be a redrafting so we can get new people in every year um, but I'm definitely going to try and put something together. The winner getting a customized NFL jersey of their favorite player. It's already been approved already going to happen uh, just going to work on how i'm going to pick the listeners and who is going to get in and again whoever wins the league is going to get themselves a personalized nfl jersey from me the fantasy roundtable podcast i cannot wait for that that's going to be awesome hopefully i'll win it because i want to get myself a baker mayfield one but if any of you guys win it well you know i won't congratulate you but i will get you guys that jersey and on top of that because i also love playing madden I don't know how many of you guys out there play Madden. Uh, I was actually talking with one of the guys who does uh, one of the video game podcasts in our network. Uh, And we're looking at possibly putting together an online franchise mode with possibly four to eight players uh, next year when the new Madden comes out. Do something where we've got like four teams in the AFC, four teams in the NFC. uh, And we'll do like a fantasy draft on our teams. And then we'll only play divisional games. See who can draft themselves and build themselves. The best team, uh, maybe do like a couple years worth. Obviously, it won't take long to do that because you're only gonna be playing about four games a year or eight games a year. Sorry, uh, no, no, yeah, you'll be playing four games a year. You'll play, uh, you know, each person a couple times. Whoever makes the playoffs or whatever, you'll play them possibly. But see if you can possibly get into the championship game. Uh, haven't quite decided how we're gonna do it yet, but we'll figure out a way to get a winner. And then same thing, you guys will get some licensed and licensed NFL apparel. I cannot wait to start rolling this stuff out. Uh, uh, like I said, I've had a lot of fans reach out to me, and I, I want to start giving back to you guys. I'm working on putting together uh, some stuff, maybe some merchandising for the podcast, but I imagine most of you guys would rather have uh, actual NFL-licensed stuff than a than a fantasy Football Roundtable shirt, but I am working on getting some of those done too. Might give those away for free to random listeners who give me rates and reviews or hit me up on Twitter for random stuff or something like that. i just shoot you a shirt and uh, you know, just for thanks for, for supporting me in the podcast because like I said you guys are the reason that I do this and the reason I keep myself going. Uh, I really love the interaction that I've been getting with this. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, so that's just some of the stuff that we've been talking about. Again, uh, we'll keep addressing as the season gets closer because obviously the season's over with and and to be honest with you guys I I never expected this to grow and get to where it already has within not even a year I mean I started doing this as the season started so you're looking at back in August I was doing a couple test runs in the preseason and then really started ramping this up when the NFL season started and I never expected it to get uh, to where it is now Uh, and I I truly have you guys to thank so thank you so much Uh, and again If any of you guys have any questions, lineup questions or anything, Dynasty Trades, uh, you can ask multiple people. Uh, They'll hit me up all the time. I will respond back to you as quick as I can uh, because I love helping you guys. I love talking with you guys through trades. I won't tell you what to do, uh, but I'll just kind of give you my opinion on it and let you make the decision because it is your team. But I love talking through trades with people, kind of giving you guys a different perspective, whether you're on the fence about it or you think it's a good or bad deal. So you guys can always find me on Twitter at sports fanatic mb uh you guys follow me there follow the pulse podcasting network you guys can hit me up in my dms on twitter with any trade you can also email the uh fantasy roundtable at yahoo.com you guys have a good weekend enjoy the divisional round and we'll be back on monday hopefully with mr dennis bennett uh as i've gotten most of my equipment in it's just working on getting it put up together for some reason it wasn't working that well today uh so another reason what took me so long to get this podcast out uh, but hopefully I'll be able to get that all figured out over the weekend and we will have him on Monday to talk uh, go over all the games and talk some more about the NFL new head coaches all right again enjoy the weekend guys and we'll talk again on Monday peace prepare for glory I don't know if you got your pop on ready. you got your pop on ready I came out the room, ready. And he's hit the an unbelievable touchdown! I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw up above his head. They can't jump. They died. leave! Oh, they tackle him in the forty-yard line. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. <laughs> <laughs>